Welcome to the Sports Epreneur Podcast, the podcast where sports and entrepreneurship collide, a CatSource family production. In this episode, we discuss the state of Major League Baseball. This podcast exists in large part because of CatCM, the content marketing business inside CatSource Inc. So what does CatCM do? You know how many business leaders need help communicating their story? Well, that's what we do content creation and distribution for business leaders. This provides opportunities, relationships, and a platform for you and your business. Why do we do this? Because at CADCM, we exist to help business leaders build a meaningful legacy that is worth living and leaving. Learn more by visiting cadcm.com. America's pastime, but is baseball just that, a pastime? While financially, the MLB is growing, there seem to be some issues with the sport. As we look ahead, we discuss some of the issues we believe are going on with Major League Baseball and look at some ways baseball could get back to being that pastime so many love. So let's get right into it. Baseball's got its own unique thing, which is going to the ballpark. Have a great day. Have a hot dog. Sing some songs. You know, hang out with your family. You can chat. Like You can actually go to the game and actually talk to the person next to you as opposed to when you go to a football game, you're so dialed into the game. There's 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 a little conversation, but not like you would have at a baseball game. It's a different experience. They need to kind of like showcase that experience. I was just, I heard something that like every year in the last how many years, seven years, and we could look that up, but like how many years in a row that they've set a record for the most amount of strikeouts. And they compare it, and people were comparing it to the amount of three-pointers that have been made in basketball. And people are frustrated by like how many three pointers have been made in basketball, and I agree with that. But at the same time, like if a three pointers made, that's interesting. That's scoring. It's it's a successful thing. Like someone shoots the ball and it goes in that. That's a success. When someone strikes out, yeah, one person succeeding the pitcher, but it's like there's no action. The ball was never put in play. There's not a pitch, ball hit, catch, throw to first even. Like the guy's just literally like hasn't like put his head down and walk to the dugout. Like that's not fun to watch, but yet that yeah. keeps going up. And in basketball, yeah, there's some issues with it, and maybe there's a transition of the game. But like the amount of three pointers being made, like every team is setting records for the amount of three pointers they're even attempting and then making. To where like they had a stat like Jordan one year had 12 three pointers the entire year and still led the league in scoring. And like today it's impossible. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. like. What are you doing that's, what is baseball doing that's different, that's going to intrigue people, but maybe there's a way to do it, even with the strikeouts going up. Be like, yeah, there's not a lot of game action, but this is a sport you can come to and have fun. Now, you have to have the good ballpark for it. So you can't go to like the trashy ballpark. So I think that's like, I want to go to that park. And that's why I look at Camden Yards and I'm like, you're really not going. I get it. They're not good. But do you really think you're going to compete with the Yankees and the Red Sox on an annual basis? Like one out of two out of 10 years, maybe you get them. But like most of the time you shouldn't. Yeah, no, I get that's it. So from my point of view, I'm a huge baseball fan. Grew up with baseball, grew up playing baseball. So I can literally, for me, going to a baseball game, especially a, if you want to talk about Major League Baseball, going to a Major League Baseball stadium, going to a game, there's nothing like it in sports. Like, just being outside, hanging out, relaxing, watching baseball. And you talk about, like, you don't have to pay attention to the game the entire game. However, I mean, there are a lot of, you know, drawbacks to it. Yes, it's like you have to plan for it because it's going to be about four hours. It may shorten it a tiny bit, but it's still going to be about four hours, right? You have to go, you have to park, you have to walk to the stadium. Everything that you're going to do at a normal venue, 
but at the same time, baseball is not where you go and, you know, you go and, and you're going to get action the entire four hours. You may actually only have action for 25 minutes because, like you said, the strikeout rates are up. People are grounded out like crazy. So it is boring to a lot of people. But I think when you when you find the right person like myself, like that is my favorite event, sporting event to go to because I can literally, like you said, like be outside, you know, grab a drink, hang out with some friends, talk, have conversation. It turns into to a social event. Like, so you're going out there and you, you, maybe you go with two friends or you, maybe it's a date night, like whatever it is, like you can literally have your own world with while still being at a fun sporting event. And I think it's also like getting into the stadium talk and like you're seeing a lot of these new stadiums develop programs for kids. They're developing even stuff for adults. So they're all putting, putting bars, putting restaurants, putting whatever it is inside the, um, inside the venue to where maybe you go and you watch the game for the first two innings and then you're walking around innings, let's say three to six, you're out, you know, grabbing a hot dog, you're hanging out in the standing room section, you're playing like you're, you're seeing how fast you can pitch, like all that fun stuff that you can do to kill an hour and a half. And then you go back and you watch the end of the game and that makes it less boring. That, that gives the kids something to do. Cause a kid is, if you, let's say you're, you're a parent, right. And you have a young kid there is not a good chance that they're going to sit down and watch a baseball game from front to back without being rowdy, without wanting to do something else. So I think they're noticing that in both kids and adults to give everyone kind of that, that whole game day experience. Like Atlanta does a great job of that. Atlanta, you can go there and you don't even have to watch any part of the game to still feel like you're at a ballpark. You're, you're getting the fun and the excitement and the events out of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, comparing it to other sports, it's not, as exciting and they do have a lot of issues when it comes to paying attention because even you know obviously attendance is down at most stadiums but you know it, it just depends on where they are what market it is and yeah how the stadium is like well it's not a game. highlight real sport i always remember like when when sports center was in its heyday like watching yeah. baseball highlights is oh great he hit a home on the run once in a while you get a spectacular catch and those are fun but, yep. you know, and it's sometimes I wonder, like, are they trying to compete against basketball with alley-oops or football or, or just intrigue of, like, you can even look at soccer. Like, there's things that happen at the last second and just there's different things going on. The intrigue's not the same um, as with a baseball. But baseball, like you just have been saying, it's got its own element. Now, I'll say, like, so Atlanta, I was there as well, as well last year. And great ballpark and you actually don't even have to sit in your seats to watch the game most of these ballparks now you can walk the, you can walk around and you still see the game from where you're at from most places in the stadium the problem is though when you do go to the game and yeah you can go and you go in uber and such if you have drinks it's a great idea you take an uber or lift to the game you get dropped off in front you can leave and, and do the same thing but again let's be honest a lot of people are going to drive their car there and the parking yep. is absurd so like we parked and it was a really, it was an August day and it was, I mean, it, would, it had to be 90 something degrees and very humid. And, you know, I looked, I was like, well, there's parking there, but it's $50. That seems a little bit excessive, but I get it. Like you're in a big city, but still crazy. So we drove around and like the other spots were so far away. Like the walk alone would have been worth an Uber, you know? And like you see <laughs> families parking, they're going over a bridge and getting to the stadium. And it's like, you know, and I ended up saying, I was with my daughter, we just parked across the street and paid 50 or 60, whatever it was, like, here's my credit card, like whatever it costs, like this is worth it. And then you walk into the game. So 
from that standpoint, that's like, really? You got to pay that much to park? But I get it. Those cities do it. But that is a, that's going to detract people from showing up, especially if you're just going yeah. for a little bit. So what type of fan are they trying to bring to that stadium? They have to have the money to drop 50 to $100 on whatever it is on parking or driving in an Uber to the game. And then when you're in the game, it can be expensive. You know, like Mercedes-Benz Stadium is a little bit different for the football team where mm-hmm. it's low cost. But, you know, I just wonder, like, how can they, how can they meet in the middle a little bit? but then showcase maybe that is it. It is like the throwback to having a conversation and being able to like run around, see how fast you can run, see how fast you can pitch. Kids love that stuff. And they would go to the games just to like get up to the monitor and, you know, see what their, what their fastball is looking like, you know? So um, I just, I don't know what, I mean, maybe there's so many games, um, but it's that opportunity to show up to the ballpark and, and be with friends, family, or just take in the scene of a ballpark. But I don't. But but people aren't taking to it because you look at some of the better ballparks. Kansas City was low. Baltimore's low. Cleveland, who's had a great team for all these years and is an awesome sports town. You turn on their games; they don't have fans there. I mean, you look at a lot of Yankees and even Red Sox games; like they're not showing up as much. It's just I don't know why. And I think a lot of people are just kind of bored with the sport, maybe, and just like that strikeout rate and all these different things are way up. I'm not sure what the answer is. I definitely think we've talked about this before: is branding. Um, I think there's so few recognizable players nowadays that you're like, you're not excited to go to the ballpark to see this guy. We were at the Charlotte Sports Collectibles and like immediately see the Ricky Henderson rookie card. That was my guy. Like if he was on TV and he was up to bat or he was on base, I watched every single, anytime I was around a TV and anytime he was on TV, which wasn't a lot. And I think maybe that's part of it too. Like these games are just accessible, but here's the other thing, like talking about that and kind of really going on a tangent, like in Charlotte, you are blacked out from Atlanta, Baltimore, Washington, um, and I might be missing a team or two. There's a couple teams that you're missing. So if you're in Buffalo, who doesn't have a major league team, you're blacked out from the Yankees, I think, the Yankees, the Blue Jays, the Indians, and the Pirates. And I'm like, wait a second. So you want me to be fan. I get it. You want me to show up to the stadium, but you have to create that connection with me. And if I get to see them on TV every so often – like give me that content a little bit for free or make me pay a little bit for it. But now I can't even watch the game. Even if I want to pay 150 or $180 for the package, you're not even going to let me, if I live in Charlotte, who doesn't have a major league team, watch the Braves game. And now my kid's mm-hmm. not going to be a fan of the Braves, which is what they used to be. You lived in Charlotte. You usually became Braves fans. And then you would make right. a couple of trips down the sh- down to Atlanta every year to watch the Braves. Now you don't really have a connection with the team because guess what? You can't even watch the team unless they're on ESPN. And it's kind of like they're alienated. They're not realizing that their their brand, their story is the game. Let me watch the game and then I'll buy all the other stuff that comes with it because hey, my kid's a Braves fan now. A kid could care less about their Braves. Yeah. So, no, I mean, that's it. Branding is a big thing. And then I think like what you talked about with the blackout, you know, the blackout problem, it's a major problem because when I so I grew up obviously in Long Island, New York, huge Met fan. I could watch all the Met fans, Met games there because I was on Long Island, right? Like they had it on every or SNY, so every station had SNY. It was back when you know obviously cable was still really big and everyone had cable, so SNY was always an option. Any bar you'd go into, the Met game would be on. Any restaurant, whatever it is. Um, when you come to other areas, like you mentioned, Charlotte, most people that I started to meet that were baseball fans are Braves fans who live in Charlotte if they have a team. Um, the others just 
there are frankly a lot of baseball fans that don't have a team or they don't even watch baseball because like you said, you get MLB TV, let's say, to watch all the games. You can't watch the Braves game. So why should I drive four hours to Atlanta to go to a Braves game when for myself, usually when the Mets are actually there this weekend, I'm not going. But when the Mets play the Braves in Atlanta, I'm going at least once a year because I'm a huge Mets fan and I'll see them in person and that's the closest place to see them. Plus, they have a nice ballpark. The atmosphere is awesome. But that probably wouldn't have happened if I couldn't have watched a bunch of Mets games as a kid. I couldn't go to the park, which was 20 minutes away, like all this stuff that adds up. That they, You have to build that relationship with them from the start. Like I know you, you've talked about your son being a big Colorado Rockies fan because you guys have been to Colorado when he loved the stadium and now he buys the gear. and Maybe he loves Nolan Arenado now. And he's his favorite player, but... To the average fan, like, Nolan Arenado is, what, a top-five player probably right now in the league? Yep. And most people don't even know who he is. Like, the That's average it. baseball That's fan. exactly it. Like, yep. Yeah. Yeah, and just be, and he can be in a small market. He can be in Denver's not a small market, but now he's not in New York or L.A. or whatever it is. He could still mm-hmm. be a huge brand. But, like, if you live in certain areas near Denver, you probably can't even watch him play. And it's like, I really think they're missing the boat on being able to consume the product, watch the TV. It's a TV show. Right. Like that's all it is. The game is a TV show. Let me watch the show. I become a fan of it. Then I buy the merchandise. I show up. My kid's a fan. Then you become then it's ingrained in you, like you're saying, then you're a Mets fan. You're just it's just ingrained in you and you just want to be a part of it. And and I think that probably I think we probably solve the riddle as to what's going on um, with with these games. But no, I mean, because it is like you said, it's it's a popular sport, too, with football, with the mm. concussion issues. You have a lot of kids who are not playing. Yeah, you can get hit by pitch, but it's going to be less frequent than obviously on every play. You're going to be a there's going to be a collision in football. So like there's a local school here. And I heard about like just the trials, for example, for the for the middle school team, like they had so many kids show up to the tryouts that wanted to play baseball. They obviously like the sport and they're willing to play the sport and watch the sport and learn the sport and do all these different things. And then like you turn on the TV and it's like their kids aren't going to the game. And why is right. that? And you get it because there's expense to it and there's all these different elements. Like make it accessible. Get these kids to show up. Why aren't the ticket prices? Why do you have to overinflate? Why do I have to pay all these extra fees? And you're like, yeah, you know what? Forget it. To take a family of four to the game now. I mean, the minimum yeah. ticket price is probably 50, 50 bucks for, for a major league team. Yeah, you probably get some lower ones, but it's overpriced. So then they never yep. develop the fans over many years to where it's like you were born this fan and you just live the team. And they just, they just don't have that anymore. People are born. It's, that's why football is getting them all because, you know, same thing. Football is very expensive, but people will pay to go to those events because it's just that's the big game in town and the players are so recognizable and the branding, the organization of the sport and all the things that go with it. But but baseball was the pastime. Baseball was everybody, you know, that's, you know, that's just, that's how it was and it's just not that way right now. Yeah, well, I do think um, to, to add on to that and add on what you talked about before, the 162 games is a lot of games and as we get into like, to go to a game if you're not just buying a ticket, right? Like you talked about, you're buying parking, you're buying a drink, food, whatever it is, and it's going to end up being an expensive night. You can't do that all 80 or 80, 81 times a year, but just ride it to 80, right? You can't go to 80 games and, you know, spend a hundred bucks a night just by yourself. That's without a family of four, right? Like you're spending a good bit. Fans don't want to do that. Like you literally have to save up if you're the average Joe to go to a baseball game. 
and maybe you go to a couple games a year where it's fine and you love to go and you enjoy it. And But because what you see, though, is when playoff baseball comes around, the stadiums are full. Or most of, like, the um, the high market teams, the good teams, like, that have these fan bases, they're sold out during their playoff series. Like, the, take the Mets when they were in the doing their playoff run a couple of years ago. Like, to get a ticket at City Field was it was the hot place to be because the Mets hadn't been in the playoffs in a while and they hadn't been good in a while. There was so much excitement. But, again, they built those fans from years of suffering to finally having success, and that ticket's going to be a hot ticket. Yep. But you're not doing that 80 times a year, like the once-in-a-lifetime thing. Because it's the stakes are high, right? I mean, that's always right. the case when, when, like, college basketball, look at that. When the game's just like, uh, average game, you could see it. it was not, it's either not an incredible atmosphere, like Cameron Indoor Stadium, you know, but you mm-hmm. take it to, like, some average, you know, it's okay. <clears throat> you, don't, yeah. you don't get the same feel. But when you bring the stakes up high and it's the Final Four and they got 72,000 people can fit in a football stadium with a dome, that's different. Kid, people are going to show up because it's the Final Four. It's been branded to the point of, like, this is it. So people pay. People yep. pay for the World Series because it doesn't come around a lot. I have 162 chances to go. Yeah, I'm not going to go today. I'll go next week. I'll go the week after. That's and, exactly you know, right. I don't have a real tie to it. But that's the whole thing. It's like that's when the stakes are high. But to me, baseball so often is not about the stakes. Yeah, when you get to playoff baseball, and yeah, there's a few teams that are lucky enough to have success during the season. And that's a lot of fun to watch. Right. And it's a lot of fun to get behind. But I, to me, it's mm-hmm. almost like you can watch a baseball game and take a nap and fall asleep or have a hot dog or go to, you know, and I'm talking about like if you're at home, for example, that's, there's, there's yeah. something to it and there's something peaceful about it. And I think people do like that. I think they have like, oh no, I just have the ball game on in the background. Like that's a lot of fun to me. Some people it's like, well, that sounds yeah. like the most boring thing ever, but, but <laughs> like that, but that's the intrigue of baseball. And maybe it's something that they're missing that they're not going after. Like, Hey, come to the ballpark, have a hot dog, chat with your kid, like just showing fathers and sons at the game, hanging out together. Like, maybe that's the intrigue. Yeah. Hey, your team's terrible. They've lost 10 in a row. Like, oh, well, like, you're at Coors Field. Like, what could be worse? Like, that place is pretty awesome. Yeah. It, it, you know, there's a lot of other, yeah, I guess it's not going to work in Tampa. And it's not going to, you know, for where they are right now, it's not going to work in some of these other stadiums. But, um, you know, and in some cities are going to struggle anyway because it just they're going to have a hard draw, have a hard time drawing fans to any sporting yep. event unless they are the best team in the world. That's that's a whole nother issue. That's a market issue. Um, but anyway, no, I think that's all that stuff is uh, is kind of where we're at with baseball because – and then they keep ex- – you know, they look at expansion and like, well, how are you going to expand it when you can't even get people to show up to where they are now unless they change kind of a little bit, like maybe going back a little bit and allowing access to their players, allowing access to the teams, branding the players, letting the players brand themselves – to a certain extent, because you would imagine some of these guys are coming from these different countries. They have a following, you know, and uh, oh, allow yeah. them to get out there. Yeah, no, I mean, because like diving back into branding, like when you look at what they're doing with uh, All-Star Week in baseball, they're doing a really good job. So they're miking up players like mic up is a big thing these days. Like fans love to see the players talk during the game. They love to hear like, you know, when you watch the football mic up, like Baker Mayfield, like just going out and running around and talking to his guys. Like, I enjoy watching that stuff. I'm sure most sports fans love watching that, and like, you feel like you're connected with him. Baseball did that during the All-Star game last year, and they've done it during some spring training games. And baseball is a sport where I feel like you can be, like, mic'd up to where 
if you're a Red Sox fan and Mookie Betts is in the outfield and he's just kind of like talking about what he's seeing and talking about the game while it's on, I'm going to be super intrigued if I'm a Red Sox fan or if I'm a young athlete wanting to learn more about baseball. Again, that probably doesn't get fans to the game unless you're that kid. You're listening to Mookie Betts and you're learning about the sport. You then tie your swing in Little League to, to make your swing be like Mookie Betts. Like I remember I loved Jose Reyes growing up, and I literally made my swing Jose Reyes' like iconic swing, and he was my number one athlete. Like, when the Mets re-signed him after he left, like, four years, I was more excited than, like, anybody about it because he was who I grew up wanting to get. I bought his jersey. I did all that stuff. So I think it's also, like, it's, one, making you trying to feel connected to the athlete, branding the athlete, so you can't do that unless they have some kind of branding on any level. And then, ultimately, that'll either get the fan to go to a game, to watch it on TV, to buy the merchandise, but it's a little, I mean, it is a little mixture of all these things. And I think they're seeing it, which is why you're seeing some changes in baseball. But at the same time, they're still trying to keep that pastime. So I don't know where it goes from here. But that's, I mean, that's. Yeah, that's no, well, and that's it, the, um, there is the national pastime aspect of it. And I think that's what a lot of people yeah. want to continue. But you have to do that in a framework that works for today's viewer you know and the capacity they can take things like you said before no one's watching you know kids aren't watching the game start to finish most many adults aren't either you know but there is something about like the story time aspect of baseball like i was talking about before of just enjoying it so if you're at the ballpark or even not at the ballpark and you're watching the game on tv it's the story time it's those those announcers that can carry that message across you know we talk about podcasts and you can listen to a podcast we were talking about before about like people would go by the radio and they would all crowd around the radio and they would listen to the game because the color commentator the announcer would would give such a a story about it and they could fill in the gaps of all the of the non-action of which there was a lot and they would tell the story about where this guy came from or his family or what he did the last time he was up to bat or a story about a manager and when he was a kid or who knows what the story's about and in the middle of it they're talking about the 2-1 pitch or the 3-2 pitch and you know a routine pop fly becomes this story that someone could tell and i think that's that still exists in a way but like not if i can't see the game it doesn't exist so i live in buffalo let's say and I'm a big Indians fan. Well, I can't watch the game. So you're not going to let me watch that game. Yeah, maybe I can find it on the radio somewhere. But again, you have to do it. No one's listening to it on the radio right now. No one's even turning on FM AM radio anymore. If they're in their car, they're even they're listening to Sirius XM radio or most likely listening to a podcast or Spotify or Pandora. So how can yep. I consume the content in that world? Do Does a team sign an arra- a deal with Pandora to say, we're going to broadcast all Cleveland Indians baseball games. And, you know, I don't know who, what the rights are, what the bar, collective bargaining agreement says about that. And probably they probably can't do it. But is there a time when that comes about that if you want to listen to all the Cleveland Indians baseball, it doesn't matter where you are, get Pandora and you can listen to all the games. And we got the best announcer and we got this and we got that. And people will tune in because they can maybe hear stories. Maybe it's their form of a podcast and they're driving a couple hours or just they get it for 30 minutes because sometimes that's all I want is I just want a 30 minutes. And then I want to turn it off and I want to move on to the next thing. And I'll check the score later. But I got 30 minutes of it. And sometimes that's all you need to like, yeah, I checked into the game. I didn't need to watch the whole thing. 
I got the part that I wanted. Right. And it's the story. And you're taking the old with the new and, and you're combining it all. And I mean, I think, like you said, it's going to take time. And I don't know where, where they go with it because a lot of people need to make money off of it. Um, but the, the greed can get in the way. And I think that's what's happened when you can't even consume the game in different parts of the country if that's where your team or the team that you might eventually root for would be. So anyway, um, it's, it's, a, it's a fascinating conversation because it's a sport that's been around a long time. I don't see it going anywhere, but uh, certainly are running into their problems uh, right now. And fascinating because we're in the marketing business and you watch this sport that's doing well, actually, uh, monetarily. But, wow, could they be doing so much better? Oh, yeah. It's nuts. I mean, that's it. I mean, I think, I think we covered it all. And, and one little aspect I want to get, like, touch on real quick was their – that they're trying to adapt to when we get into marketing and social media and everything like that was last year when they added Facebook live to those games. So anyone could watch those games for free on Facebook live. They're doing that this year, I think with like maybe maybe like 20 games or something like that. I don't don't, don't know the exact number. They also got a lot of backlash because, you know, it wasn't the production was off. It was like weird. Like, you know, they got, it was the first year, right? So they're doing all that, but they're trying. That shows that like, they are trying to take those old time, old time, you know, whatever it is and try to get it into the new age era. That's Facebook and that's Instagram. That's however they get into it. But yeah, so they just yeah. do have issues, but I think, I mean, you know, they're doing well monetarily. Like you said, you gotta get people in the seats. That's it. <laughs> I am sure the house is divided on the state of major league baseball. Regardless of your opinion, we are fascinated by all of it. Do let us know your thoughts and we can feature them on a future episode. If you want to connect more, hit us up on Instagram at Sports Epreneur. Thank you for listening to the Sports Epreneur podcast, the podcast where sports and entrepreneurship collide. Now go get it.